Welcome to the 10th episode of Juggle Jabber. I'm so happy we've made it so far. I'm still at EJC and I'm about to meet here with Manuel Mitash from Jonglissimo. Juggle Jabber! Cheers! Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's nice. I guess I didn't need to bring the glasses because I don't have any. So, yeah. easy. Make it. It's just so. style. <laughs> yeah, it's lemon iced tea for Manuel. So, Manuel, um, from Jonglissimo, the famous passing group. <laughs> right. If you say so. <laughs> if I say so. No, it's already your fourth interview now, right? This EJC? Yeah, that's right. So you're really popular, but also means that you're really good at talking, so... Maybe I have already said everything to say <laughs> by now, and I will only repeat everything, but... I'll, yeah. I'll try very much to make really original questions, like... When were you born? And uh, what's fifth uh, June? Fifth of June, two thousand. How old? I think you're thirty-three. Thirty-one. Oh, okay. You look. You look. You look thirty-one. It's so. <laughs> okay. No, let 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 not talk let's about. Let's not get into this. <laughs> no, let's talk about the juggling. Um, no, I want to go back a little bit about the start of your juggling, but not the very beginning, beginning, but the start of the the Donglisimo culture, because you have. You, you were passing with your brother before and now at some point this became a group and it's growing and seems like how many jugglers have to do you do shows with in Jonglissimo? What's the max that you can do? So there's basically the core team that mm -hmm. involves uh, Christoph, Daniel, Dominic and me mm -hmm. and these four jugglers do most of the shows. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes if one of us cannot do a show, then we need somebody to replace. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes it happens that we have like two shows at the same time and then we need obviously more jugglers. Okay. And uh, we have uh, many people helping us there. So there's uh, the Carnival twins, uh, mm -hmm. Florian and Michael. There is Luca Pertmenges. Yes. There's Julius now, very recently. And who else? Well, there are some Austrian jugglers that have performed like once or twice. So, and you all train them yourselves and... Yeah, it's actually um, most of the jugglers that we initially uh, performed with, mm -hmm. they really learned juggling or got motivated because of my brother and me. Yeah, I think like, it's super like interesting. Daniel actually. and, and Dominic, mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, we, we did, Christopher and me did a workshop at the high school. Mm -hmm. They were quite small at that time, I think like 12 or 13. So good age to start. Good age to start. They were able to do like three balls a little bit. But when we came to the school and they saw what we were able to do, mm -hmm. they thought, wow, that's cool. We want to do that. And, <laughs> and they they, that, that was basically the moment that they started to really practice were they immediately much, in contact much. with you or did they start one year on their own and then they let you met you later again? Like met you later <laughs> again? Yeah, we they of course practiced a little bit on their own at the beginning and then there is like this street art festival in Linz. And I think that year we were not performing but they knew that we probably will be there <laughs> and watching other shows. And they said, Hey, we are in Linz! going to the street art festival um can we come and practice with me with you 
So we and did you know still what it was? They were just like, oh, some kids <laughs> who we give a workshop to. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we, we could remember. They also like uh, published some uh, videos and they wrote us some messages on Facebook. So okay, we, we knew who they are, but mm -hmm. we did not have a lot to do with them back at the beginning. And they progressed very fast and we coached them a little bit, of course. And well, there was this moment where it was obvious to us that juggling as a duo on stage is nice, but if you have four people that are very motivated mm -hmm. and good, you can just uh, do so much more with the choreography, with the movement in the space. So, yeah, we our first act actually was a ring act. Mm -hmm. And that's how it began to expand. Yeah. But to me, it's <laughs> insane because you and your brother were at like the highest technical level of club juggling that was possible 10 years ago. And then now Daniel and Dominic are at the same or even higher level again. So is it just that they happen to be motivated and it's possible? Or did you teach them something in the very beginning that made them be able to use your technique and now they can go up or like how is it possible that you meet two people and they turn out to be equally good it's like yeah. to, 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 to be able to inspire anybody special but to inspire two people and have them and have them work together with you it's wow yeah. I think it's uh, very special what happened but mm -hmm. also I think there is like several aspects I think one is having a goal and that goal was to be as good as Christopher and me. <laughs> yeah, so terrific. They, of course, wanted to like really mm -hmm. put in a lot of work and effort. And uh, the other thing is, there is so much technique and little like details to technique that Christopher and me developed over like 10, 12 years of juggling mm -hmm. back then. Um, that. I was just pointing out to them and they had a very uh, very much faster learning curve than we had mm -hmm. because yeah. we had to like had find, find all the details and go to work with Sergei Ignatov and visit the workshop with him and like find our style and, and what we think would work for us and they basically came and course they had to find their like, strength mm -hmm. in how they move your, their body and you of course need to practice a lot to mm -hmm. reach that level but I think it's a lot easier if you have like a coach I think that's something that is crazy how absent that is in the juggling community because mm -hmm. in all others basically all other sports or activities you have these structures of companies, of trainers, of coaches that help you and it has like so much knowledge that is just common and is shared. And I think in the juggling community it is very much individually that you try to like find everything and it's on the one hand it's nice that it's something that you discover but I also think that if we would make many many technical things available in a more uh, in, in a more approachable way to people then I think we as a community could like go much further 
because if everybody needs to start at the beginning, it does not make any sense mm -hmm. if there is this knowledge already somewhere. So we just need to like get the structure to properly coach. I mean, it's, I think it's a little bit that is what is uh, developing in the circus schools, but also I think there is so little quality in the proper body positions mm -hmm. in little details that I think now we are happy to have people like Sergei Ignatov still being around. Yeah. They were like the But very first to really, really push the technical level and have so much knowledge that gets transferred for generations to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important to like keep this alive and bring it somewhere, somehow to the Czechian community. Yeah. Just give me one second. I'm gonna ask them again if they can turn it, they turn up the music a little bit here again. So yeah, it's good enough. Yeah, that's what you get if you do it at the festival and it's a nice atmosphere, but also crowded and thing. Back to the coaching. Um, so you had Daniel Dominic. You taught them a lot. Um, you think you want to do this more in the future, like work at circus school or uh, teach other people to? Yeah. And do you think it can happen <laughs> again that you meet people that will later join your company and be? I think it already happened. Like uh, all, all the other guys that we are working together. Um, now it's even happening that like the generation that we taught, like Daniel mm -hmm. and Dominic, are teaching the next generation. So Daniel mm -hmm. is really into like passing with a lot of people and helping them and giving advice. So that's oh, yeah. really fantastic. So he's doing a lot with uh, Luca and Julius. So oh, yes, yeah. I see them train a lot. Yes, I, I mm. think uh, I would really love to coach more um, until now. I did not try to like push it mm -hmm. and nobody from circus school asked me um, but yeah well on a casual basis yeah sure professional basis yeah sure but still I'm a performer and a lot yeah, performing yeah. And, and, and besides <laughs> the coaching and training you did keep the technical level yourself up as well like not only in the passing but also in the solo juggling it's we've been progressing I mean yeah I remember there was this um, sites of competition at the recent convention with the Jason Garfield sign on the wall and oh, everybody yeah. was doing the balls and you won with the clubs like how can you win five clubs side stops <laughs> so anyway that, that's how I practice <laughs> I practice to be able to keep up side swaps and, and numbers for a long time and you know as relaxed way as possible mm -hmm. that's why I can re reproduce it quite easily And for me, I'm, uh, I'm mainly practicing clubs, so I have a good it's control be, it, compared, it's better compared than balls. Than balls. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. for side swaps, I mean, five balls, side swaps is fine, but, yeah, but it's so small, it can you, drop. You just need to think of the height, you don't need to think <laughs> of, wait, the six is faster spin, the seven is slower spin, uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, well, anyway, you do it, it's good. Something that's typical of Younglissimo is uh, you work a lot with the light props, right? When did you start with this? Was it from the beginning? Should we like <laughs> try again noise. when they are away? No, they'll just not accept it. It's all right. Okay. Uh, from the beginning. From did, the, did, did, did you start? Did you start the light props? When did you start with this? Was it from the beginning that you were performing with uh, yeah. with uh, Christoph? So or? Um, for several years before we worked with Daniel and Dominic, we already had. Um, Henry's light clubs back in the Dixit? day. Okay, there, there, there were some. They only had one color, but mm -hmm. they were fine. 
and uh, we were doing some light shows with them. Was this the, the robot show or? Uh, no, actually the robot show we did at the beginning without any uh, mm -hmm. light props and then later when we got them we thought yeah actually it's an obvious choice to add technology to this robot style okay yeah <laughs> obvious yeah um yeah and then when after we did the first uh, show with the rings with daniel dominic we decided well led clubs look really pretty and yeah if, and then the technology came to program them properly um, then we decided to actually buy the Aerotech clubs and are using them since now. And then, of course, if the important part is done properly. How, how, do you, how do you start making a light choreography and did you practice this or did you have advice for this or is it just... Yeah, I think uh, there are like many, many layers and many, many aspects and things and how you can approach creating an act. For me, for most acts, um, I always start at the music. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I have like an image what I want to create, and then I'm looking for music that fits that idea or image. And after that, I try to basically find uh, ways to interpret, uh, to visualize this music with juggling. Mm -hmm. And with the light clubs, um, there is also this aspect of programming the clubs, especially with Aerotech. I mean, the clubs, the hardware is like really solid and very well done and I'm like, really happy how it, how it is. Um, but on the other hand, the software story is not so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so basically what you end up doing is you have a text file for each club that you want to program mm -hmm. and if you have like 22 like one of our acts has or 22 clubs. when we, we have even an act with eight people I think it was 42 clubs mm -hmm. and it was 42 individual programs, programs. so text files so this does not scale to like write text yeah, commands you, into you, you, a text you mean you don't file. use the software to make it, you, you write it immediately in text? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, there, there is no software to oh, do okay. it. Uh -huh. You have to write it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did, is we did program like now already the third <laughs> program to program our Aerotech You class. make it yourself? Yeah. One of you is a programmer or...? Many of us are computer specialists, I would oh, yeah. say. Yeah, okay. Uh, I also like studied business informatics mm -hmm. and um, I did two programs and Edwin, our multimedia artist, did the third program and now with the last one that I did we are like really happy. It's actually not really a program that yeah, no, a little it, application it's just to a, a make converter. it faster. Yeah. So we have a, like this standard application, it's called VESA, it's used for many multimedia artists and then we take an XML file that VESA creates for us mm -hmm. we, and we convert it into the format that Aerotech mm -hmm. uses. Okay. And it's like really user-friendly and nice to use. So. Yeah. 
I, I recently, like like two weeks ago, I programmed my own my first light show. It was not uh, with the props, but it was with uh, stage lights. Okay. But it was a stupid thing that the, the, the first 10 seconds of the song is easy because you can listen to the first 10 seconds, change it. But then the last part, like you have to listen to the whole song and get it. Like, so you, you, you also skip through the parts and, and how do you, what's this process? Because to make it easy, you can't go back all the time and make everything synchronous, especially if you have 42 clubs, is there? Yeah, is there one or two ways to make that, it easier that, for people to do this? That's what good software like helps you. So the software that we use now, you have like a timeline, and you can put your music there. Yeah, okay. And then for each club, you basically have like one layer mm -hmm. where you can add lights. So stuff. if you scroll on the song to the point, then it's yeah. immediately. D and then I can say, play from this. Point. That's gonna make your life easier than yes. I did the stupid <laughs> way, but it's. Uh, it's the only way that is easily accessible but I think mm -hmm. like having the right tools it's so important because it does not only uh, saves you save you so much time but it also um, enables you to have a whole different quality in what you are mm -hmm. doing so that's also why we have sometimes to create our own software because it's not existing how we want to work so yeah. now, now we are also like um, working on a prototype and hopefully soon being able to use it on a new uh, club um, mm -hmm. that has a wireless connection where we can control like many LEDs mm -hmm. inside of the club and do like... Ah, the, with, the, with the one from Play, the, with the, together with... Um, I talked to some guy today that was selling Wi-Fi uh, LED stuff. Yeah, they use a, any a, yeah, yeah, they're, they're setting a Wi-Fi, uh, setting Wi-Fi LED stuff, but not clubs. And they had a, a demo from the Play Club that they put their stuff in. Okay, was it a small guy with curls? If I take one second, I have. I mean, I think there's so much happening, and it was this one. Oh. But they already sell Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, I, I know the uh, company. And I know that they are doing something. But this is not the one you use. No. You still with Aerotech on this, or no? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we we are basically building our own together with hardware engineers in Austria, and the initial idea and prototype comes from a French guy called Ben, mm -hmm. and he like showed it already several years ago. Is this the one that made the balls? Because no you were because oh, you were also promoting some global some yeah, yeah. Right? so the, the hardware engineers in Austria they will help us also now with this project uh, okay so that Jack Low that has the Bluetooth connection that's the one I that's the, that's one. the one you promoted some years ago yeah. it's, uh, it's still ongoing then yeah yeah still ongoing also like did a new software for it so we can finally properly use it for the shows uh -huh. the way we want to. <laughs> Uh, but, but was it the ball? Does it have a sensor inside of, of, of catching and stuff? Yeah. That's okay, because that makes it the whole new world possible. Okay, yeah, if you yeah. Know I, when I you think it's, catch. it's it's very nice if because of the sensor data, we can have events like catch throw mm -hmm. and hopefully soon the peak point. Yeah, I was and always dreaming of a cascade that only falls. That is like off when it goes up and on when it comes down. Yeah. But to get it on the music, it's of course nearly impossible. But, but if you know it, the peak points, yeah, it's very easy to find a software solution to do very nice stuff then. Awesome. So hopefully this summer we finally find time and now we have the software to properly do it. So there will be some 
music-y, light-y stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we stay multimedia a bit more because if LEDs was not complicated enough yet to make, <laughs> last year at EJC you were with the show Cubes, Cubes, how do you pronounce it? Cubes. Cubes, which was like a, a wall of cardboard boxes in which you had like projections all the time and they were, uh, how do you call this? They were interacting with the performers, the projections and the performers. Did you make this also yourself or how does this work? Like it's, it's even a bigger <laughs> step further to... Uh, yeah. So it's like always like progressing naturally for us, I think. Mm-hmm. So first we did duo shows. Okay, then Daniel and Dominic came. Then we did some light shows with Aerotech and then our friend Edwin from Austria, he mm-hmm. like... Uh, is a Diablo player? Yeah, mm-hmm. he graduated from uh, the university uh-huh. and he studied uh, multimedia science or something multimedia perfect science. yeah so and and what he wanted to do is really like push real-time visual effects mm-hmm. for performances and so um, he decided to do with Daniel and Dominic uh, like a short demonstration for his presentation and we joined the, the last rehearsal and immediately it was very obvious for us that this has so much potential and so we decided okay we want to do this <laughs> uh, like for, for sure and it was a very long journey actually to like from having something that already looks good very good mm-hmm. to have something that works every time and is flexible enough for corporate gigs. Is the technology like, like not reliable or what was the hard parts? Yeah, there are like several aspects. So one thing is even it sounds stupid, but to get the right cameras mm-hmm. because uh, normal cameras you use HDMI or something to get the video signal. Mm-hmm. but. In a big venue, you cannot use HDMI because it's limited to 10 or 15 meters. So oh, it will yeah, be yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. So basically... There's no amplifiers that you yeah. can put in between. Or we, we, we did not have any um, like uh, knowledge how to properly do it. So basically we asked around with people and we came to the solution, okay, we need some the same standard that is used for TV shows. It's called HDSTI. Mm-hmm. And it's like a round cable and it's very robust and you can send the signal for like 100 meters and it's no problem. And one problem here is to find like a small camera because we prefer to put it on stage so that, that it is a signal. so that it is easy to set up and nobody will interfere or if somebody in the audience stands up and he's in the, in the picture mm-hmm. then no nothing happens yeah. I mean it's there's like so many situations <laughs> that something can go wrong yeah so we like to just have it on stage mm-hmm. so we need a different optic for like wide angle so you need a camera and the optic and the proper cables and then you have the winter video interface that needs to be able to talk with it and then you need to grab from the video interface somehow the video content uh-huh. until we finally can use some software that we created to create the, the stuff. projection and then the again you need to get the 
produced final result somewhere out to the projector. Uh -huh. So it's like, it sounds easy, but in the end it's uh, hard to do properly because also we want to have like very low la it latency. Sound easy. It doesn't sound easy, but <laughs> yes. Okay. You want we, low we, latency, yes. We, we want low latency because like if there's, we no, move, there's no delay on yeah, that. Yeah, mm -hmm. if we move the club, we want to be the, the projection to be as close to the club, mm -hmm. for sure. So it is so much time that we like always test equipment to like always find some milliseconds of <laughs> delay and make everything work properly. Yeah. Well, and then I guess when you go on stage, you also need to calibrate everything again, put everything in the right. Yeah. How, so ma how many times did you do the show? Is this something you can do a hundred times or is it too tiring to make yeah. all the stuff? So the, the Cube show, we are not playing so much, um, but um, like acts from the show, like the light painting, we do a lot. Okay. So most of the stuff that we do is uh, corporate events mm -hmm. for companies. Uh, it's selling very well because we have this. At, at the end, we like put a mask over the uh, light traces mm -hmm. uh, with the logo, the logo, <laughs> logo yeah. and they are like always very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it works. If it's, if it's good, it's yeah. good. I'm I'm happy with making people and companies happy that pay us so <laughs> yeah and uh, this equipment is expensive and it takes a lot of time to yeah. figure out how it works so you better get paid for it that's uh, and i mean you you talk for about this for an hour but you also get that on top of that you need to be really good jugglers to to do it consistency and yeah uh, i guess especially if you focus on the effect it's such a shame if you drop and then the effect goes away that it, it needs to be perfect no yeah. so or, I think uh, with the light painting act, we like really do not try to make hard stuff. Mm -hmm. Not because it's dangerous that we ruin the visuals, but uh, also I think the visuals are much more clearer mm -hmm. if there is not so many clubs in the yeah. air. So it, actually the visuals that we can produce with less clubs is just nice. much better. Yeah. You can maybe go also do poi and... Uh yeah, <laughs> no? we, we, we have tried everything <laughs> okay. ah, yeah. and actually the, the light painting effect with using visual point is mm -hmm. just too, too, too good to show anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you, you work on, 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 on seven, 14 club passing for some years and they go poi on stage because it looks good. <laughs> yeah, no, if it works, it works. Okay, enough on the lights. Um, something else that I... I find that you stand out on, um, not just you, but the whole Younglissimo, is um, uh, your professional performers. You perform a lot everywhere, yet you still manage to go to so many conventions and you're such a big part of the, of the juggling community. Um, is there for you, well, at first, why do you need to still go here? And uh, is there a big difference in the professional community and the juggling community for you that draws you back? Or uh, I think being at festivals is just so much fun. I mean, especially here at EGC, it's, I mean, people from the whole world come mm -hmm. together and have a good time and come along and party. And I mean, I think I have not experienced anything else that is as cool as an EGC, so yeah. <laughs> of course I want to go. Yeah, but then also all of the all of the passes that you mentioned that that, that, that train with and uh, perform with you, they're also all coming to EGC and the festival. So it's like 
Yeah, it's like there's always this Jonglissimo, well, not family maybe, but it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, you're very, very prominent, uh, prominent on these festivals around. I think it's interesting that you have this opportunity to still do this. We, we like the juggling community. We like seeing Good. our friends, so... Yeah, well, it makes two, because uh, we like you too, so... Speaking for the juggling community, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I like you y too. You are the juggling authority now. Authority, yes. <laughs> for closing to the end, I was, was to go a little bit in the future because it's still, of course, a big secret. But when they see this video, not anymore, you're performing in the gala show. How do you know? Um, yeah, well, Dominic was telling everybody <laughs> in the gym because it's a secret. No, I yeah. don't know. No. Um, I'm actually not aware that it is this is, this a is secret. In two days, yeah. three days? Uh, but they, yeah. they don't share Friday. it in the program, I don't yeah. know. Two days. Uh, you're looking forward to it? Sure. You're fun? It's gonna be Hopefully. all... No, it's not gonna be a light show, it's gonna be without lights. Just easy. hard stuff. Just hard stuff. E e easy to prepare, uh -huh. hard to execute. Uh -huh. <laughs> but it's cool for a juggling audience. This is what people want to see, no? Yeah. And, and I like that um, if people get to see your faces. And I think especially you have over the years become also a good performer, like the performing itself. So it's fun to, in the dark you don't see nobody, but there it's fun to, yeah. I've seen this act before and it's... Uh, I, I think what you said about being in the dark and performing, <laughs> I think we have not done very well in the past to like incorporate the human element mm -hmm. because I think if people if the audience cannot see you they cannot really like connect to you mm -hmm. so this is something that I want to change in our future work to like always uh, make the arti artists on stage visible and to like incorporate the technology in a different way I think that would be really cool. I'd be, I'd be very interested in that. So say, I can show you a I think later if you want to see. Okay, yes, I want to see. I'm looking forward to yeah. the secret. <laughs> um, three quick things. The first being, uh, if people want to find out more about you, about your juggling, about Jonglissimo, about whatever, where should they look? The most up-to-date stuff is probably on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. facebook.com slash Jonglissimo. I put the link also somewhere down. Here? Yeah, exactly here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have a website which is only in German because we are so professional. Really, I thought I checked and I thought <laughs> I saw it in English, but uh, maybe I was wrong then. Yeah, soon hopefully. I read German, so it's too, it's it comes fluent, but uh, yeah. So it's shunglissimo.com, mm -hmm. and that's it basically. Oh, and we have a YouTube account, um, YouTube.com/shunglissimo.com. Yeah. Probably. I'll, I'll look it up and people yeah. can see it and find it. Perfect. Then the second, um, is there something I forgot to ask you that you want to share with the juggling community? They're all listening now, I hope, if you're still there. No. Nope. Easy. Good. Yeah. And then the third, I was stupid, I forgot to ask you um, if you wanted to show a trick, but then we're here without clubs or props. But so you can either show a trick with I, ice I, tea I, or can, I can show the hardest trick. That was it. That's also good. That people will I, never I, know I, if you were the real Mano or not. I, I learned it when I was one. Mm -hmm. Wow. And before you we were like only sucking the. I was like. Drinking, drinking without sipping. That's good enough. Uh, if, yeah, if only I could do a bottle flip, then I would do a trick now, but I can't. Yeah, also must be. Yeah, it should, should work. This is the end of the video, guys. Three. Two. 
after that. On the podcast, I think it landed now, so it's yeah, good. Yeah, it landed. Thank you very much, Manuel. It was a pleasure. Have a good EGC, have fun performing. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 Thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Manuel Mitas. I'd like to use this moment to also thank the IJA for sponsoring this and all the other episodes. And this has been number 10. I never thought it'd get so far. And only because I've got all the feedback and support from you guys, especially at EJC. There were many people who approached me. Thank you so much for this. It was awesome. Um, speaking of EJC, this is the second of four interviews that I've recorded at EJC, so there's some more things coming up in the future. And at last, sorry for the sound quality on this one, it was like a lot of noise from outside and then the microphones didn't work properly, but um, I hope it's still worth your time, both as a podcast or as a video. I'll try to see what I can do in the future with new and better equipment and especially more experience and knowledge on my side. I'm a, I'm a juggler, not a, not a film editor, but I'll become one for the sake of recording juggling history as it happens. See you next time.